Hello to you. Welcome to Coin Market Recap on Wednesday, the 14th of December. I'm Connor Sefton with Coin Market Caps. Easy to understand look at the top crypto stories. Today, Sam Bankman Fried is denied bail in the Bahamas and will remain behind bars until February at the earliest. US prosecutors reveal the criminal charges against FTX's founder, with regulators also taking action. The exchange's new CEO tells Congress that FTX's financial troubles may have started years ago, and US politicians lash out at SBF, with one calling him a snake and another accusing him of being disrespectful. Give our show a follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts, and you can get in touch with me on Twitter as well. I'm at Connor Sefton. Coin Market Recap. Well, despite all of the chaos over the past 24 hours, Bitcoin's actually up by 2.4%, trading at $17,800. We found out yesterday that US inflation cooled to 7.1% in November. That's the lowest level in a year and is far less than what economists had been expecting. But let's turn our attention to FTX now. Sam Bankman-Fried appeared at a court in the Bahamas yesterday with a judge denying him bail. His lawyers had proposed bail to be set at $250,000 and said he would wear an electronic tag. But a judge said his access to substantial finances meant he was too much of a flight risk. All of this means SBF will be behind bars for weeks as an extradition hearing will only take place in February. FTX's founder has warned he will fight any attempts to get him moved to the US, meaning the extradition process may be a long one. SBF is now being held at Fox Hill Prison, and in 2020, a report by US officials said this facility suffered from overcrowding, inadequate sanitation, and poor ventilation. We've now got a detailed understanding of the charges that Sam Bankman-Fried is facing. The Securities and Exchange Commission has accused him of orchestrating a massive, years-long fraud and raising money from investors on the basis of lies. The SEC's Director of Enforcement is Gerbia Graywell. From FTX's inception in 2019, Bankman-Fried began secretly and improperly diverting FTX customer funds to his crypto hedge fund, Alameda Research. And as alleged in our complaint, he then misused those funds to make undisclosed venture investments, lavish real estate purchases, and large political donations. Bankman-Fried's claims about FTX's sophisticated risk controls and other customer protections were simply bogus. It's alleged that Sam Bankman-Fried used Alameda Research as his own personal piggy bank. He frequently claimed that Alameda was just another customer with no special privileges at FTX. But in truth, Bankman-Fried directed that Alameda be exempt from the very risk management measures that he touted to FTX investors and to its customers. He also provided Alameda a virtually unlimited line of credit funded by FTX customers. And he also diverted billions of dollars in customer funds from FTX to Alameda. And the SEC claims that the collapse of Luna and UST played a crucial role in FTX's collapse. Bankman-Fried's entire house of cards started to crumble as crypto asset prices plummeted in May of 2022, and as Alameda's lenders demanded repayment on billions of dollars in loans. But to continue propping up his empire, 
we allege that Bankman-Fried diverted billions more in FTX customer assets to Alameda, even as it was increasingly clear that Alameda and FTX could not make those customers whole. A few hours later, the criminal charges against SBF were also unsealed, including allegations of wire fraud and money laundering. He's facing eight counts across four different areas of misconduct, as U.S. Attorney Damian Williams explains. First, we charge that from 2019 until earlier this year, Bankman-Fried and his co-conspirators stole billions of dollars from FTX customers. He used that money for his personal benefit including to make personal investments and to cover expenses and debts of his hedge fund, Alameda Research. Secondly, and relatedly, we charge that Bankman-Fried lied to Alameda's lenders about the source of the money that he was using to pay those debts. Third, we charge that earlier this year, in the midst of the crypto crisis, Bankman-Fried lied to investors in FTX about the fact that he had sent billions of dollars in FTX customer money to Alameda. And fourth, We charge that Bankman-Fried violated federal campaign finance laws by causing tens of millions of dollars in illegal campaign contributions to be made to candidates and committees associated with both Democrats and Republicans. These contributions were disguised to look like they were coming from wealthy co-conspirators, when in fact, the contributions were funded by Alameda Research with stolen customer money. Prosecutors say this dirty money was allegedly used by bipartisan support and influenced the direction of crypto policies in Washington. And at a news conference, Williams had this message. To any person, entity, or political campaign that has received stolen customer money, we ask that you work with us to return that money to the innocent victims. President Joe Biden's campaign is one of those who received donations from Sam Bankman-Fried over $5 million. But the White House's press secretary has refused to answer questions over whether this cash will be returned, telling reporters she's limited by what she can say. Elsewhere, US attorney Damien Williams urged anyone involved in the wrongdoing at FTX or Alameda Research to get in touch before they have a knock on the door. And when asked whether charges will be brought against anyone else, his message was simple. We're not done. Now, there's been a lot of controversy over the timing of SBF's arrest, which meant he could not testify to Congress. But Williams revealed efforts to arrest him were underway long before SBF had agreed to talk to US politicians, and he defended his actions. I authorized charges last week, Wednesday. And he was indicted as a defendant in this district as of last week, Friday, and we had a warrant for his arrest. And so the timing um, was dictated by law enforcement as opposed to any other considerations, um, including the timing of his testimony in Congress. He was wanted. Uh, for arrest and, and we and we acted on that. Well, that hearing in front of the House Financial Services Committee did go ahead as planned on Tuesday without Sam Bankman-Fried. Instead, politicians in Congress heard from John Ray, who was taken over as FTX's CEO following the bankruptcy. He began by revealing what his team has discovered so far. Some of the unacceptable management practices identified so far include the use of computer infrastructure that gave individuals and senior management access to systems that stored customer assets without security controls to prevent them from redirecting those assets, the storing of certain private keys to access hundreds of millions of dollars in crypto assets without effective security controls or encryption, 
the ability of Alameda to borrow funds held at FTX.com to be utilized for its own trading or investments without any effective limits whatsoever. The commingling of assets, the lack of complete documentation for transactions involving nearly 500 separate investments made with FTX group funds and assets. In the absence of audited or reliable financial statements, John Ray warned there was no separateness between FTX and Alameda Research, and the exchange's financial trouble may have started years ago. He's previously said that FTX's collapse was worse than Enron, and explained why. The, the FTX group is unusual in the sense that you know I've done probably a, a dozen large you know scale bankruptcies over my career, including Enron, of course. Uh, Every one of those entities had some financial problem or another. Uh, they have some characteristics that are in common. Uh, this one is unusual, and it's unusual in the sense that literally, you know, there's no record keeping whatsoever. It's in the absence of record keeping. Employees would communicate, you know, invoicing and expenses on on Slack, which is you know essentially a, a you know a way of communicating right. for chat rooms. Uh, they use QuickBooks. A multi-billion-dollar company using QuickBooks. 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 Uh, nothing against QuickBooks. Very nice tool, just not for a multi-billion-dollar company. John Ray went on to warn that eight billion dollars of customer money has been lost, and he doesn't trust a single piece of paper in FTX. Congressman Ed Perlmutter warned the new CEO that he faces a huge challenge in cleaning up Sam Bankman-Fried's mess. How long have you been on this job? Four weeks. Four weeks. Um, do you know when the Madoff bankruptcy was filed? Uh, probably circa 2008, I guess. I, I don't so know say exactly. 2008. And do you know they just made a distribution out of that bankruptcy last week? That's what I understand, yes. So that's, what, 14 years? How yes. old are you? <laughs> Is that a permitted question? Because <laughs> I want you to add 100 to whatever your age is when you finally untangle all of this. And despite some pretty ropey pronunciation, Perlmutter had a very good question. How will FTX decide who's owed what? Do you know how much was in tokens? So let's say I have Dogecoin, or I don't even know how you say it, but I have 10 Dogecoin, which a year ago, is it Dogecoin or Dogecoin? Doge, Dogecoin. All right, Doge, I have 10 Dogecoins, all right? A year ago, 10 Dogecoins, for sake of argument, was worth $1,000, so 100 bucks a coin. I put that in there, but... Dogecoin today is worth, like, I don't know what, say, not nearly that much. I mean, how are you going to evaluate that as to what I should get out of the bankruptcy? Well, at first it starts with doing an accounting and a tracing of, of, of all the assets, you know, it, it, both the ins and the outs. Uh, and that's made difficult, of course, by the commingling of assets. So... Uh, perhaps, perhaps you you may have invested in a certain uh, coin or an altcoin. Uh, we'll have to trace what happened to that coin because, again, what we've explained here today and through our testimony is there's commingling of assets, so that makes it you know a, a bit more complicated than simply how much is you know my coin worth, right? 
So uh, we're gonna. It's gonna be a painstaking process of looking for the ins and outs. What happened to your crypto? Uh, of course, at the bankruptcy at the time of the bankruptcy, we know what you know what when that occurred. We have a very specific time when that bankruptcy occurred, and we will look at customer accounts as of that date, and that will be determined essentially what what your account position was. But of course, you know, you know, assets, you know, vary in terms of uh, fluctuating in, in, in uh, value. And again, uh, because of the circumstances we find ourselves in, in the lack of documentation, uh, the, the potential commingling between silos, and then also uh, what happened with uh, Alameda taking funds from FTX.com, it isn't as simple as, you know, how many coins did I have in my account? Dogecoin being worth $100 a coin. Imagine that. Several politicians on the committee used their allotted time to criticise Sam Bankman-Fried. One of them was Brad Sherman. For five years, I've been trying to ban American investments in crypto. I'm the only member of the House to get an F from the only crypto-promoting organization that rates members of Congress. My fear is that we'll view Sam Bankman-Fried as just one big snake in a crypto garden of Eden. The fact is, crypto is a garden of snakes. Now, from the outside, crypto just looks like a non-fungible token, an electronic pet rock for the 21st century, something that might be good to invest in, even though it has no apparent value, because you might get somebody else to buy it from you for even more. But in reality, the hope of crypto is to be a currency, to compete with the U.S. dollar, and to announce its advantage over the U.S. dollar in that competition. It puts the advantage right in the name. Crypto, hidden currency. Well, what is there a big market for that? Is there a big advantage that crypto has over the U.S. dollar if it actually became a currency, which it's not yet? Well, there are drug dealers, human traffickers, sanctions evaders who will find that to be a good feature. Al Green questioned the many claims SBF has made in recent media interviews. I find it difficult to, to believe that we're dealing with conscientious stupidity. Uh, it, it seems to me that you'd have to be rather talented to do all of these things to the extent that they were done and um, do them successfully for as long as he was able to accomplish these things, that they just don't emanate from ignorance and stupidity. Uh, and a lot of people have been hurt. And aside from the civil actions, I, I think that we've, we have to send a message to the others who would take advantage of people uh, that this is not going to be tolerated. Before Sam Bankman-Fried was arrested, he had provided written testimony to the House Financial Services Committee. And one of the politicians who read it, Emmanuel Cleaver, was furious. Yeah, I, I don't know him personally and, and probably don't want to, but um, his testimony is so disrespectful. I mean, there's not a person up here who would like to show this to their children in, in line two of, of this um, of this missive. Um, he says, and I quote, I would like to start out by formally stating under oath. Um, you can't say it. And I, yeah, I can't even say it publicly. 
the next two words, absolutely insulting. This is the Congress of the United States. That's right. SBF was planning to tell Congress in his opening line that he had fucked up. Well, last but by no means least, let's end with one of the most surreal questions that was asked during the hearing by Mr. Cleaver. I wonder if you would support a resolution that I've been thinking about introducing, um, changing the name of cryptocurrency to creepy dough currency. Um, I'm, I'm going to discuss this with my colleagues. I think it's, it's an appropriate name. I just wanted to know whether you would support changing it to creepy dough. Uh, I'll, I'll leave that skill set to, to, to the, the committee. All right. Thank you. <laughs> creepy dough. What does that even mean? Well, that's it for this bumper edition of Coin Market Recap. Please do leave us a review if you've enjoyed this episode. It helps us reach new listeners. There's plenty more crypto news and features on our website over at coinmarketcap.com slash Alexandria. I'm Connor Sefton. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back with more news tomorrow. Bye-bye for now.